Happy New Year! Welcome back to The Andrew Curtis Show. And for the new year, having taken a month of December to just do whatever I felt like, you were on my mind, dear random listener, and thinking about in the new year and how it's often a time when people revisit what they're doing, they make resolutions, they decide that something is going to change this year. And there's a reason why we parody New Year's resolutions. It's because they sound great and often don't have a lot of action behind them. So I wanted to lay out a story that I know quite well, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to hear from the proverbial horse's mouths. Uh, so friends of mine, Marcus and Joe Slagle. Hello. Uh, Is that the time we say hello? You can yeah. say hello now if you like. That's hello. fine. Yeah. Um, decided a little over a year ago that they were going to make some big changes in their own lives. And you may not want to follow the same path that they did, but I thought it'd be kind of cool for you guys to hear what that involved, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly of it. And so, live from their palace in the hills above Silverdale, Come on. once again, welcome to the program, Marcus and Joe Slegel. Thanks, man. Thanks. So, super welcome. where shall we begin? Oh, man. I don't know. What, what do you want to start, start with? Maybe the story. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys, well, okay, the very beginning, uh, at least of this transitional part of your life. Mm -hmm. You can't really use the word transitioning these days, though, can you? That's got other connotations. Gosh, you can't even... What word do you Can use we then? even be guys and girls in this conversation? Uh, I don't know. We're off topic and we're like two minutes yeah. in. This is great. <laughs> uh, so you were both working as teachers, right? Yes. Yes. Tell me about that. We were Go. teaching uh, children. Yep. <laughs> and Marcus was teaching uh, full-time yeah. as like a full-time teacher. I mm. was doing part-time kind of... Three different schools at the start of 2000 and last year, mm -hmm. the year before 2017. Sure. Um, yeah, I was teaching music, mm -hmm. uh, instrumental music, but also music as a subject. And you can say some things too. I'm kind of waiting to say, I'm, you know what I'm really interested to hear is about how you were doing that, but also I was wondering if you were going to feed into that um, the, the other side that I was dealing with, which was the emotional out outbursts of not doing music even though you were teaching music mm. yeah there were some of those yeah <laughs> there was a few and it was interesting to me because um we had this we had these great kind of solid um how would you say this socially approved jobs sure you know you right. can you can do the following things right you know you tell I love your, the way you can say job and make it sound like a swear word it's Thank amazing. you. Yeah. Wasn't that good? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I taught English. So, um, but it was, it's just, it's interesting because uh, like even on a TV show we were watching last night where there's this guy who's a magician mm. and he ended up interviewing a whole bunch of moms. At one point there was kind of this candid camera moment where he wasn't in the room, but they were still recording. Mm. And one of the old ladies says, can you imagine being the mother of a magician? What would you tell people? <laughs> right? And it's, <laughs> and it's so like that, right? right you know, like right. there can be these things in you that you really want to do and that excite you, but mm. those aren't on the socially approved list. Yeah, and you're not really recommended to be a musician out of school. No, you know, sure. People kind of say, well, if you like music, you can teach music or you can get into, I don't know, music therapy or one of these <laughs> other kind of socially approved jobs that people yeah. think. Did somebody are going tell you to, to get into music therapy? Uh, uh, no, I missed that music. one too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of other jobs with music, and like there uh, are, there's not a, a, a big list. I'm just fascinated if there was. A, it sounded like a very kind of specific thing uh, to have imagined. I was like, oh wow, music therapy. <laughs> right, that was even a thing. Who was that? I can't. I, I can't remember. 
It was just at, at uni, I remember some people were talking about like different jobs you can do with music. Oh, sure. Like musician was off the list. It was like, mm. okay, well, clearly you can't really make money from that. Mm. Uh, so here are some other jobs that you might want to do. Mm. Right. But teaching is kind of the obvious one. Yeah, yeah. And so how long have you, you, you guys been teaching um, at, to the point where you decided it was time to change things up? I knew you were going to ask that. I was just thinking. I need to have an answer for that question. I kind of have I mine. Think, do you want to think about yours while I... While I, I think, I, I think it was 11 ready? years. Okay. 11, 11 years. years for you. Wow. Yeah. And, and only because <clears throat> uh, I trained, I did a four-year degree, Bachelor of Music Education. Hmm. And I only actually did a full-time, like a full-time teacher at one school, one of those years. The okay. rest of them were kind of various amounts of part-time because I knew that it, it wasn't ultimately what I wanted to do. Mm. And yeah, so I, I had, you know, part-time ranging from, I, I remember doing kind of three days a week at one point, um, kind Can of quite intensive Can I stop you there for a second? Because if I don't ask this, I'll regret it. So you okay. said you knew you didn't want to do it. Mm. I was thinking about that too. Mm. So why did you do it? Um, I guess it was because that's what people said you need to do. Hmm. Um, why did I teach? It, well, I mean, I, I think maybe I, why did you teach? But just the fact that you, you use those words that I think are very relatable for people that you said, you know, hmm. I know this isn't ultimately what I want to be doing, but, yeah. but, and then you were doing it for 11 years, right? So yeah, yeah, sure. was it a thing where you said for much longer? Yeah, I want to do this for a couple of years, and that became. Oh yeah, like every every year, I was like, oh yeah, okay, surely it'll be uh, this year, and then then I'll kind of make it in the music world and stuff. Um, I I think it was also like when I left school and even left uni, I I didn't have the faintest idea how I could make money doing music. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't even an option in my head to just okay, right, I'll go be a musician. Should I play my my trumpet just on the street and yeah. hope that people will pay me. Do I go down into the middle of that right? one intersection in Queen Street and just kind of just start <laughs> yeah, blasting I mean, it out? Yeah, that, I that's like literally like because I'd bust as a kid. No, nah, man, because then you got to do battle with those change. weird homeschool kids and you can't, you can't compete with that. <laughs> no, they got the cute factor going. <laughs> yeah, you make Apologies a lot more money. homeschoolers. Make more, a lot more money busking if you're cute and little. Well, I mean, you're just not young. Like a ten-year-old helps if you're ten. Mm. Yeah. yeah, my students make more money busking than I do. Right. But... Uh, yeah. <laughs> Capitalize on children. <laughs> Maybe I just need to find the right places. But anyway, mm. yeah, that that was kind yeah. of basically yeah. basically why I didn't know how. Yeah. Yeah. And how about for you then, Marcus? Um, for me, it was actually very similar in terms of I've always known that every job I did was not the one that I wanted to ultimately do. Wow. Um, and. Like Joe, I just didn't know how to encounter that. Mm. You know, what do you do about it? And I was also on a, a big search for what it was that I wanted to do anyway, because you you meet these people who know what they've wanted to do for all of their lives. And I feel like Joe's been like that. She's uh, she's always had music sure. in her. And there's people who are like, I always want to be, insert the blank. Mm. I never had that. Wow. I had kind of a list that I made up at random when I was 12 because people started asking, so what do you want to be when you grow up? And I didn't know I needed an answer to that question. Right? <laughs> right. I was just, oh, I, I better answer it then, you know, because people kept asking. And so I came up with kind of five things and just went, yeah, I want to do these. Right. But I didn't think about what I really liked and what energized me. Well. And that was, I think, made more difficult because of what I do, which is I'm a writer. Yeah. I tell stories. But you're How a writer you, now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But that that's the other thing, right? Because I didn't know much about my writing style. I hadn't sure. really finished any stories back then because I found that difficult. And I could go through that another time in terms of how I figured out how to get past yeah. all that. But sure. 
in terms of just figuring out what it was that I even wanted to do, that was a journey. Mm. Mm. Because I think that's what's interesting already about this story for me and from both of your perspectives is that you've got one situation where somebody knows what they want, but they don't know what it's, you know, how to make it come together, what it's supposed to look like, Uh, which I think is there'll be a group of people who relate to that side of things right Mm. now. And then the other side, which I would say I probably more closely related to as well earlier on, which was, what do I even want? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I find that That's an incredibly huge. difficult question to answer, or at least I have done. Would that that'd be the same for you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, well, particularly if... Okay. If you're good at a whole bunch of things... Sure. Then like I, I was one of those annoying kids that could just kind of pick <laughs> up most things and be good at it. Yeah, right? yeah. Um. So then it was just like, well, I'm good at this. I'm good at this. I'm good at this. What do I like? So I just started doing different things Sure. and uh, tried following it, but I kept trying to do it within the parameters of what are those socially acceptable jobs that we talked about, right? Right. And I kept hooking myself up to an institution, Mm. trying to do what was already in place as far as, yes, these things are good. These are what are successful. This is how you adult. Yeah, right. Right, because all I knew was that you have to grow up and pay the bills. Mm. But what no one told me is that that's in and of itself a bit of a cyclical journey. You know, if all you Mm. exist to do is pay the bills, the hell are you doing? Yeah, right, right. (laughs) Just like, why are those bills getting paid? But I don't know about my life. (laughs) (laughs) So when you're going through this and you're doing your Mm. regular jobs and that kind of thing, tell me about the journey of being in that, I don't know, rat race, treadmill, whatever you want to call it. You know what it is? It's when you notice the thing that isn't happening. Okay, tell me about that. Well, for Joe, like she was, she's doing all of these things, but like I, like I said before, I was noticing that she would have these, uh, these incredibly powerful moments of sadness. Mm. Like, do you, do you remember, um, baby, when we were talking with your family and your, your aunt said... They all made me cry. Well, yeah, but it was, it was uh, Jude in particular. And, was, and uh, on purpose, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> said that right to the microphone, Jude. I'm kidding. Though. I've never um, met him, but I hate that guy. Yeah, anyway, carry on. And it's, it's my aunt. <laughs> I hate that guy even more. <laughs> <laughs> so, but she... Uh, I, I can't remember who asked um, about your music and how that was going because everyone knew that was a thing that you liked but your response indicated that it wasn't you hadn't been able to pursue it the way you wanted to yeah mm. and what you just that, put Joe? words yeah. to it and said there's some sadness there it was sad wow and she fell apart she just started sobbing yeah can you tell us about that no i'll cry oh. <laughs> <laughs> um oh i guess it's just like you know dreaming but not feeling that you're fulfilling it at all and, and mm. not and I guess part of it was not feeling like it was the right time to but it's still sure. like such a deep-seated dream mm. um but also kind of feeling like I could be doing something but I'm not or I'm making excuses why I'm not right. or, um again like same thing out of school and uni I, I didn't know how I didn't know what the next step would be or look like and kind of feeling locked into what I was doing. Mm. Um, yeah. Like that's, and that definitely caused sadness for me. It kind of came out 
in spurts, like, you know, living your life fine, 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 fine. And then you kind of just have a moment yeah. and kind of break down and go, wow, I'm not, I'm not doing any of these things that I want to be doing. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you're fine for ages and then kind sure. of have another moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's almost yeah. like, I mean, in, in my experience, it's that you, there's enough other boxes that you're ticking of, of things that may still be important to you that you can get by on. Mm. Yeah. That you feel like you're making progress in other areas that can yeah. hold your attention for a while. But every now and then your eyes kind of go back to that, yeah. that one and main f- thing. And you're me, like, oh, for me, I, I felt like I was having a great impact with what I was doing with yeah. teaching. You know, cause yeah. I mean, out of, that's the other difficult thing. It's, right? it's kind of one of those jobs that it, you know, you know, as long as you're not being the miserable teacher who tells people they'll never amount to anything. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're kind of doing it well and being encouraging and inspiring, like it's one of those jobs that you know that you're you're making a difference. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like you can't go, well, you know, my life's just completely going nowhere because you yeah. can, can see that you are making a difference, but mm. not um, necessarily in the way and avenue that you feel you'd be most fulfilled in Mm. so how would you let me see if i can put this question together rightly there's that tension between the thing that you're doing Mm. and the thing that you want to be doing sure so what is the feeling that you're experiencing that keeps you doing the thing that you don't want to be doing wow (laughs) it's a tricky question that's got a lot of facets to it it can be social expectation um, it can be certain senses of responsibility that you put on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what would you say it is for you? Like, I mean, that, that's a good list. But I just think for, me it was, for you, like, um, what would be the first emotion maybe that comes to mind as or far comes as to heart? Why I stayed and didn't do this other thing? Yeah. Lack of focus. Really? Well, sure. I didn't know. Mm. Right. It took eight. And once I found out, then it was a pretty quick process in terms of this is what I want to do. And then, you know, figuring out how I can go forward with that. And I'll talk about that a little bit later. But um, at first, I kind of. I, I've always liked acting. Sure. Right. But I didn't know that it was because I liked stories. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've all and I've been reading since I was a ridiculously young age. My mom mm. taught us all to read very early. I've always just loved stories. So I got into acting because then you get to help tell the story. But then I started writing plays later on and I, I started directing and I liked directing even more because then you don't get to just be one character. You're all of them. Right? <laughs> it's, it's every kind of you know, multiple personality pers- uh, individual's yeah. dream. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh, good. I'm everyone and no one even puts me away for it. So you get to be all of them. And then I started noticing when I was in a job that didn't allow me to be making those stories and I was able to distinguish, you know what it was? It wasn't the acting because I don't necessarily miss that. I don't have the energy for it. Right. You know, people who do, great. You know, that they'll notice that's the thing they're missing. But for me, I was just going, it's the stories. Yeah. I'm not writing, I'm not making any stories. Yeah. And then instead of requiring a strategy, it inspired one. Right. Okay. It was like, you know, I, I think a lot of people are waiting for for the right set of circumstances before they can sure. do whatever, right? Yeah. You know, just, oh, no, I need a strategy for that. You know, well, mm. okay, you know, fair enough. But some decisions don't actually require a strategy, though they will inspire one. Mm. You know, you'll mm. go, I want to do this. Mm. I don't need a strategy to want that. You know, I just, mm. <laughs> once I want it, now I need a strategy to, to create it and make it happen. Right. And so we started talking about that. Like, how can we actually live 
on this? What are things we can do? Well, and let's, let's go into that side of things then too, because the course of action that you took, if I was to summarize what you said so far, is that there was, although there were passions about what you wanted to be doing, there was a lack of clarity mm. about how you then do whatever that you do. And, and some things that have stood out to me already as well, right, is that you can spend years going, oh, it's not really ready. It's not the time yet. It's not the yeah. time yet. And from a third party perspective, I could say from observing, well, in many ways, the situation, the circumstances hadn't really changed that much no. in the moments between, oh, it's not really the right time to actually now I'm actually going to do it. So tell me about that. What was the the catalyst for the action or how did you decide, well, I guess I'm just going to do this? Was it as simple as that? It was a process. Um, well, one of the things that I was going to say before to your question, which kind of ties in with this, was that I realized that I was very big on people pleasing. Ah, okay. Mm. Um, and I think that like that's always been like a thing that's um, been a, a struggle, for want of a better word, for me. Like when mm. I went, when I was a kid, I was always like the 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 little girl who sat up straight and sure. did all the, like the teacher's pet. I remember in, um, when I was kind of seven or eight, my teacher was explaining to the class, um, you know, nobody's perfect, nobody's perfect. And one of the other kids, one of the naughty boys said, except Joanne. Right. And the teacher had to explain, no, even she's not perfect. <laughs> so that, that was the kid Mind. that I was. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, as an adult, you know, it's just... Uh, I guess kind of coming back to meeting societal expectations, sure. expectations of people that you respect, or sometimes it's not even expectations, but perceived expectations. Wow. Yeah. Um, and just wanting, wanting to do so desperately to do life right. Wow. And, um, I love that thought actually, if I can touch on that too, that idea of like, right. Cause it, it, it does, I've observed it becomes kind of almost like a moral decision. Um, yeah. that it's not even about, is this good or better or whatever, but it's, is this the right... Right or wrong. Uh, yeah, and, and right mm. or wrong, and that if I choose the wrong thing, what does that mean about me, or what, mm. have I, what have I done? you relate to that? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I was, it, it, the short answer, yes. Um, <laughs> but the, uh, the elongated one would be um, that it has to actually do with my spiritual life. Okay. And, well, our spiritual life, because I got to the point where I was just like, I can't teach anymore like i love wow. the kids yeah mm. um the the classroom what you know some people go oh couldn't you just couldn't take that you know that constant contact and I, actually that was the best part you know, <laughs> i love the kids i loved how you know because i was also performing the whole time you know right, we're having a great right, time right. it's all good but the paperwork uh. i couldn't do that now some people get energized by it <laughs> but for me that just that is the job and it it in the case of teaching is your life yeah and i just couldn't do that anymore. Um, and so I told, I told Joe, honey, I gotta, I gotta go seek God. I'm uh. gonna, I'm gonna go away. I'm just gonna go on a God retreat and I got to figure this out because either he's got to change my heart yeah, right. or he's got to give me an out because this is, this is, this is killing me. And Joe went, I'm coming. So I went. Yeah. Cause mm. I was, I think we were in a similar, but different place. Mm. I think Marcus was more desperate to get out. Mm -hmm. He mm. was more, um, just like completely overwhelmed, completely drained. Um, cause it was your right life. Word? That's it. Yeah. Mm. I mean, my, my week, um, like I said, I was teaching at three schools at the start of the year. Mm. Um, 
it wasn't as intense as Marcus's, but I'd still, you know, for for part-time jobs, I'd put hours and hours into it, the prep, the marking, mm. the, you know, reports and mm. whatever. Um, so I was, you know, definitely wanting to pursue what I really wanted to do, but Marcus was more at kind of breaking point. So we, we were both keen to kind of see, and I think, like, mm. I, like I said, expectate, people's expectations, I think, yeah, what, what I thought God wanted me to be doing as well. Mm, yeah. Um, was a big part of yeah, it. Yeah, so. that's true. Mm. There was the whole God, is this okay? Is this right? Mm. And when we went and went away and were praying and such, then we were, and we just about read half the Bible looking for <laughs> spiritual direction on yeah, this, right? Yeah, because we wanted yes, leave or yes, stay. Yeah. Right. And in the end, um, the kind of the picture that I walked away with was, um, where I felt like God was telling me, son, you're looking for a right way and a wrong way. They're mm. both just ways. Right. Which one do you like? Right. He says, you're not mm. fighting me. You're fighting you. Yeah. And I love, I love that you that. got to, yeah, I love that you got to that, that point just now as well. I, I wanted to share a, an observation that I'd made for myself over the last few years and, and get your thoughts on mm. that. I've spoken a bit before about this idea of, of personal power with mm. people and the sense of, Power is just the ability to do something, the ability to get something done, right? For the sake of a simple definition. Um, And that we often give our power to other things or other people, Mm. whether we intended to or not. And I think your your story about school kind of ties in with another one of my little side passions that we learn that from very young, right? That you, if you give all your power to a teacher, you get approval back. Mm. And for some people, that's a wonderfully kind of a heady, intoxicating kind of brew. Um, but just that in, in any case, you know, cause you mentioned as well a few times already that it's societal expectations. They say, well, who's really creating that mm. expectation? Right. And for me, I realized, well, I am. Mm. What do you think about that? Yeah, it was quite freeing to, I, th- I think on, on that weekend was really a turning point and defining moment for both of us. In terms of figuring out um, what he was saying, like, I am saying those yeah, definitions. Yeah, yeah, just like because, you know, we, we, we decided that weekend, we realized, oh my gosh, we actually have the power to make this choice ourselves. Mm. Like whether yeah. to say it's to stay in teaching or to leave. And then it became it's up okay to for us, us like, to make this what decision. do we want to do? Sure. So like we, we kind of really felt a release to you can... Mm. do what you want and we felt like if we made the call to leave um people wouldn't all necessarily understand that or approve of it but it would it would be we felt that that would actually launch us into the next thing and Mm. we'd we'd actually be able to uh kind of fly and soar higher Mm. and Mm. and achieve more of our like our potential yeah and i think you do once you start making those decisions for yourself because you think about all the decisions in your life that don't get made by you, right? Particularly from a young age, you know, as an infant, absolutely, you shouldn't be making your own decisions. You're terrible <laughs> at it, right? right. And, uh, and you can't do anything anyway. Yeah. So you, your parents are making decisions for you and all these people in authority, but no one ever gives you a certificate and a hat on the day that you are now able to make decisions for your own life. Yeah, true. <laughs> you know, no one Very tells true. you that. So how do you know? Yeah. And so we had to kind of come to that, like mm. you're saying. Yeah. And I think, like, like for me, you know, being afraid of what other people will think, yeah. I had sure. to learn to let go of that a little bit and go, you know what, not everyone's going to approve of this or think it's wise mm. or whatever, but we actually have to be okay with not everyone being okay with that. 
Yeah. I think that's really powerful. Mm. Yeah. I mean, at, at the risk of double talk as well, because having just said that, you know, our power is something we give to other people. Mm. Um, I mean, you have touched on it a little bit, but I think we probably should dive in a little bit deeper. Sure. When it came to the responses from other people, it's a heck of a thing to know that, oh, cool, my life is, is actually in my own hands in many ways. I can make choices for myself and do what I want to do. Mm. Yet the sense of support or resistance mm. from other people is real mm. yep so tell me about what that was like for you i think for me it was probably like i i expected almost expected that no one would approve well not that no one mm. would approve but that like everyone as i told them okay i'm leaving i'm leaving this job where i'm doing really well and having a massive yeah. impact sure i thought i i kind of expected people to go ah oh, really are you sure that's a good I'm not sure about that. Yeah. And because I had this huge expectation of people not approving, yeah. I was pleasantly surprised that um, people were more supportive than I expected. Okay. Yeah. And you do get this idea, like, if you're doing well at something, that it's not going to look good. That people are going to be going, but that doesn't make sense. You're, doing, you're like, if I was doing bad, then it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, about, oh, right, you know right, what? Right. It's probably time for you. To, in fact, we've been waiting. To tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but when you're doing good at something, we, you know, we thought, oh, man, people aren't going to understand. The only time that I felt like someone really didn't, really just did not understand was yeah. when I kind of threw the whole thing at them in about five minutes. Oh, right. And then kind of had to realize that, you know, and I still, even with that, I walked away feeling bad and just go, oh my gosh, that person just doesn't understand. And I was praying about it later and I mm. felt like, I don't, well, son, you've been working on this for three years. You gave him five minutes. Can <laughs> you, you give him five more? We'll be like, right. all right. Right, right. And so after that, we were a little bit more careful about how we walked people through it. You know, right. sat down with, right. the, with our employer for like an hour, hour and a half. Mm. And even then it was... It was challenging mm. um, because you know we were valued members of uh, of the organization of the school and, and yeah. such like that, and uh, and we we did love it. I think maybe we hadn't really been talking to you know we'd kept our circle small, mm. and that was also something that was new. You know where we didn't kind of go to authority figures in our lives uh, in terms of whether spiritual, parental, or otherwise, in terms of saying is this okay? Mm. What we actually did was we went and said so this is what we're thinking. Um, for those people who we felt like they would have our best in mind, what would you think about that in terms of how we could do that? Sure. I was really surprised with my parents. Yeah? Okay. Because they were really empowering me to to make those decisions myself. Yeah. And I remember when, when I told them, okay, this is what I'm thinking, then they both just got the... They went into parent mode, but I saw it really different. You know, yeah. like instead of kind of going, well, son, have you tidied the kitchen, right? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. they just, they got this thoughtful look, but they just kind of went into strategy mode. And they, and um, instead of telling me the right or wrong of it, yeah. they actually kind of had this conversation with what we're having now and just went, look, um, some people are going to tell you, you know, some people won't understand, mm. but you need to understand that it's not a right or a wrong. Mm. You know, this falls into, uh, you know, it, even in a spiritual aspect, then if you were thinking about it from God's point of view, there's kind of his his will about the the way things work and then kind of, you know, like gravity always goes down. Right? <laughs> you know, right, and, right. and then there's kind of general will, you know? Yeah, One right. of the things he says really early on in the book is, go. Yeah. Right? Go Doesn't where? really give a direction. <laughs> you know, just, yeah, just go. Just get out. I love it. Actually, I was reading something today that I thought was amazing um, about how people find motivation and inspiration and action. 
mm. and how there's this belief that you know first of all you have to find the motivation mm. um and then you know that inspires you and then you take uh, a type of action and then you know but something that i have found to be true and to kind of allude to that question i asked earlier about how you decided on what to do next uh the the, the author i was reading just said in a lot of cases action precedes inspiration that if you just do something hmm. uh and it sounds i can't separate this from the idea of schooling because i feel like schooling screws us up um <laughs> that none taken that Sorry. in school it's a very controlled environment right mm -hmm. and you can take a defined action that will lead to success every time sure like it's the, not the a teacher's it's not a secret is. right yeah, this is what you formula. have to do here's yeah. the formula and you'll you'll pass right. but life isn't like that Wow. That if you take yeah. an action, it you, the, here's the thing that people really struggle with, that you can take the right action and it doesn't work. Yep. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. And so in terms of how do I do, how, what do I choose to do next, I have found that you just do something and then that actually while you're doing something, you go, wow, I'm actually feeling quite motivated and inspired now. Sure. I think there's a, a process to it as well. Okay. Like you, you talked about how, you know, we tried something and it worked. Well, I mean, we're not making $10 million a month, right? You know, right, 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 know, right. We're, we're doing way better than what I would have imagined five years ago I would have been able to do sure. this year. But this year was even for that, like the trial period. I think, mm. a, I think people expect that they're going to go try something. And if it is in God's will. Right. And if it is something that they can do, it's in them to mm, do, they will mm. meet instant and massive success. And that's sure. just not always how no. it goes. I uh, Even with dieting, you know, Joe jo loves health food. Right. And so she used to say, you know, honey, I want to try this, I want to try this. And, <laughs> and I told her, okay, look, um, as far as organics and whatever it is that you want to get, go for it. If at the end of a period of one year, yeah. I do not find a noticeable improvement in my energy, um, liking how much it tastes, sure. uh, we can afford it, that, you yeah, know, that yeah. kind of thing. I will cease to care, <laughs> but yeah. I'll give it a year because I sure. recognize that you actually have to give those things some time sure. in order yeah. to really judge them. You can't, I mean, vegetables are seasonal. Yeah, right. Right? You right. got to have them over the course of the year and find out, okay, how did I like that? Sure. And so we did that with this year. And even with that, we've gone, wow, okay, that did well. Now for this year, mm. I'm going to do the following. And we're making some changes. You know? mm. Yeah. <laughs> we're making some changes. Yeah. What are we doing? Well, like on Fridays, I'm going to be writing uh, children's book stuff. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. I mean, we're still strategizing. Sounds great. A lot of the, the <laughs> yeah. processes and stuff like that. You know, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do that. That's great. <laughs> uh, but you know, it used to be that. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Being able Four to make processes. A yeah. Mm -hmm. How do How do you do that? How What do you do with your time? Well, actually, let, let's just touch on that quickly too, because okay. there might be people who are questioning about. Well, so what exactly are you doing as of right now? You're That's not doing teaching question. anymore. Nope. Well, right now, um, I've just been doing gigs around. Auckland so I'm so I'm teaching on a Monday mm -hmm. um but that teaching is very like there's not there's not marking there's not reports there's minimal prep so it's um a lot less time consuming I guess than what I was doing last year doing classroom teaching so I'm just doing that that one day Monday teaching which is which is quite cool seeing the kids once a week sure um and then apart from that I'm I've just been doing mainly covers gigs so just background music at cafes and restaurants and bars and 
universities and whatever, whoever, whoever will pay me to sing. Yeah. Um, it's very much kind of step one. Yeah. Um, I definitely don't want to be doing these those kind of gigs forever. It's but it's but it's a step. Yeah. It's um now you know I, I'm making a living from singing. Yeah. Which is kind of what I've always wanted to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, for myself, I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff because writing is hard to sell before you've finished. Right? <laughs> and so, um, actually, Joe came up and said, hey, you know, you've always talked about how you, you loved martial arts when you were growing up and you, you helped teach back then. You've always talked about maybe opening up your own school. What if you did that? And I was like, there it is. That's a great idea. You know, mm. so, you know I'll try it. Mm. And that's it. You know, it's by uh, by really established institutions mm -hmm. um standards it's it's small mm -hmm. but i haven't really done that much advertising for it you know it's mostly nah. most of no. my <laughs> students have been caught through word of mouth sure and uh, so i'll be doing some advertising at schools this year i've done maybe a full week of reliever teaching i mean there are mm. great aspects of having been a qualified teacher sure now i can go into any school and just go hey i'm a qualified teacher yeah. Would you like that doesn't some help? Have work? Yeah. yeah, exactly. I, don't, I get to go and play with the kids. In fact, at one school that I went, um, I went in and they told me, oh, yeah, we'll, we'll have all the plans for the day. Don't worry about it. And then I went in, and like a fool, I believed. But that was what it was. Right? I went in. I got to see the actual teacher's planner for the class I was, I was holding yeah. on to that day. And literally, my day was crossed out, and it just said reliever. And I was like, thanks. Good. No problem. I'll make it up. But all the teachers just literally thought I was going to take the kids out on the field and just play all day, and that was going to be fine. Wow. Um, so, you know, and you know what? Sometimes kids need that. And sure. in their defense, this was near the end of the year as well for that right. school. But um, And for every school. Well, yeah, it would have been for every school, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> but on that particular day. You will finish, but the rest of you will stay here for another three months. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Exactly. So I'm... Uh, I'm still kind of capitalizing on the fact that I am a qualified teacher, mm. so I can be a reliever. Mm. Um, I'm, uh, I'm also teaching martial arts, and in the meantime, the main thing has always been, okay, well, can you pay the bills? Right. Right? Like, by comparison to last year when I was teaching full-time, I've taken a massive pay cut. Sure. I'm, I haven't. Yeah, Joe hasn't. Joe, nice. yeah, and it, yeah. So she's actually making more money. Uh, well, that, yeah, um, I figured that out the other day. Yeah, I've actually made more money this year. But because Marcus is making a lot less, it doesn't feel like we're yeah, making it more money. Yeah, doesn't feel like <laughs> yeah. But but we're paying the bills, right? Right. And instead of me working twenty seven hours a day to do the paperwork, <laughs> right? Then we're paying the bills, and then my time is my own. I I've taken a huge pay cut, but I'm richer than I've ever been. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You haven't actually mentioned the fact that you're writing a science fiction novel. Oh, I'm writing which a science fiction Which is kind of the main yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of, I don't just sit and, you know, and start <laughs> scribbling all the walls. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's just like, okay, we're pursuing our dreams of writing and music, and then yeah, what is Marcus doing? True. None of that. So, yeah. You're just thinking about what we're doing point. to make yeah. some money. Um, yeah. <laughs> so let me, let me qualify that a little bit. Um, <laughs> martial arts, I teach two afternoons a week. And I could do more, but I don't feel like it <laughs> right, so because right. i want to write right yeah, i don't sure. want to get captured in this in the school that i made yeah. right you can make your own dream that still derails the thing you want to do mm. <laughs> right and so i was so i was sitting there going no i don't want to do that so i'll do two days a week these days i talked with joe but you know these are the mm. days that would work best and then i reliever teach when i feel like it sure um 
but the rest of the time I write. I'm writing a science fiction novel. Mm. That has been a process. It's actually the third novel that I started mm. in 2018. I, uh, I started one and uh, my good friend Andrew Curtis, you may have heard of him. Yeah, um, I'm a big fan. Told me, he got to read some of it and he gave me some really good feedback that was hard to hear at the time uh, that said, look, it feels like a whole bunch of short stories that are bolted onto the back of each other. And I realized he was right. Remember that, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Curtis is right. <laughs> um, so I started looking but into my right? writing process. Mm. Yeah. I started if people take nothing from this, this podcast, time. so yeah, really take that just away. No, 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 it's good. Andrew this is hijacking the, the whole thing. If people take nothing away from this podcast, remember that. So anyway. <laughs> well, that's what the second book was about, was that Andrew was right now. Um, <laughs> I, I tried another one, but basically, as I kept going, I was, res I was researching writing and writing techniques, and I started figuring out how to write, because I'd never written anything like a novel. I'd written um, mm. maybe, maybe 10 plays, a couple of musicals with Joe. Sure. And... Um, and so I knew how to write a story from beginning to end, hmm. but a novel is huge. Sure. And it's a whole different beast, and I had to learn a different style of writing in that sense. Mm. And um, I've been researching publishing and all kinds of other things, and in the sure. meantime, I've decided that, you know, I finally got a book that I'm finishing. This is great. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, it'd be really good to start seeing how publishing works and how you get money from that. So that's why I've decided to start doing the children's stories, um, just just putting a little bit of work at it at the mm. end of the week because they're so much shorter. Surely I've got to be able to finish it sooner <laughs> than a novel, right? And right. then I can start examining yeah. what it's like to publish something. Hmm. And that'll help for the novel. So Let's talk about the lifestyle side of things for Go. a second too because I actually think that's very revealing and insightful and Sorry. helpful and all those kind of funky yeah, words. Because you mentioned that in terms of income, you've taken a hit. Mm. But in terms of lifestyle, things are much better. Sure. It's not comparable. Tell me more. Like to, to last year. I mean, I, I think it's like part of why we made the decision that we did was just to get in the, I guess, headspace to be able to create and do what we do. Yeah. Um, because like, we, we knew that, like, if you kind of looked at our week, even with how much Marcus worked last year, you know, and what I did, we could have found time, um, you know, to do music and to do writing. Mm. But um, especially, again, in Marcus's case, he'd get, get to the end of a really busy day, teaching all day, then marking through the evening. It got to nine o'clock. He could have had another couple of hours to, to write, but... Yeah, physically, the hours were there. Blasted. Mm. And, and people say that, that, well, it's all about what you do with a hundred and whatever hour a week. And I was like, no, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> Hours will lie to you, And man. maybe it can yeah. be. Maybe there are people who, you know, if, if, if your job gets you, um, you're so excited about life and then you kind of get to the end of a 10-hour mm. day and then some people might have the mm. energy and... Um, and God bless them. Excitement to write. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and with me, I mean... I guess the thing for me was I'd tried for 11 years mm. to to do it part-time, on the side, mm. write songs and um, do gigs. I mean, even like my voice, you know, sure. if you're teaching all day, talking all day, right. um, even, you know, if especially if there's like a teeny bit of sickness, sure. having to project to yeah. get kids' attention or um, even, even, you know, zero sickness, talking mm. all day and then you know, doing a gig, singing, um, or whatever. It's just like, 
often I didn't feel like my voice was in the best place. Even um, stuff like being stressed yeah. f- doesn't help me have a, a good voice. Sure. Like, because yeah, sure. at, at the best of times, I can I feel tension in my voice, so I have to do a lot of, you know, <laughs> those kinds of exercises. <laughs> yeah, just to kind of make sure that my voice is uh, loose. It's yeah. not really the right word. Yeah. Uh, relaxed enough mm. um, that I'm not having tension. So, like, mm. if you add stress and add talking all day and add um, all of that to the mix. For me, I didn't find it helped. We even made time for her uh, during, was it one year or two years? I can't remember. <clears throat> when we, um, because she worked as an itinerant music teacher, then she would work at different schools throughout the week. So in one sense, she could make her schedule. And so yeah. we finally, I, I just said, look, we need to give you a day. We'll clear you a day. And you just spend that day just doing music. Don't do teaching. Yeah. Do anything but teaching. But you just do music. We, we'll give you that time. Yeah. What we found is that part-time is not the way to chase your dreams. Wow. Well, maybe for me. No, maybe for some people. <laughs> well, maybe for some people it'll, it'll work. No, man, I, I feel that. Like, I, I wouldn't walk that back. I think, you know, that was actually coming through for me when you were sharing that example. Like, you know, cert- the only way to get to certainty is through commitment. Yeah. You know, you got to commit to the bit. Yeah. <laughs> and yep. I, think, I think for me, I would get, uh, it was just like if I, if I wiped my week clean of yep. like nothing else, mm. I had to do music. Right. I had to, you know, I, yeah. I couldn't go, all right, now um, I've, I've got these upcoming lessons that, you know, if I really want to make them amazing, I can do some mm, more work. Mm. I think I'd quite easily, because I wanted to do a really good job teaching, yeah. I'd chuck time at it. Yeah. And I'd go, I want this to be amazing. I want this to be an awesome experience to inspire the kids. Um, so I'll dedicate all of this time to that. Sure. Um, but then it, it made it so that I had an excuse not to write songs or right. or saying yeah kind of it's a bit complicated like i i'll tell yeah, you about yeah. this, this situation that i had um you might have your own version of this but when i i made some changes to things at the start of this year as well and um i mean as you guys know as well i've got some opportunities that hopefully will come together in the new year relatively soon so when that does there'll be an episode on that cool. but i remember standing in the bathroom and thinking about some of the things that I've been doing up until that point. And I think like you mentioned, there was aspects of what I loved about them, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like the reflection in the yeah. water or something. It was kind of the thing, but it wasn't mm. quite the thing. Yeah. And so I had this moment where I was like, well, do I try to do this other, other stuff? And it's going to mean I've got to make some big changes to things and the same kind of thing, income related, like, you know, mm. I've had to make some changes as well to sustain the, the, pivot that I've made in my own life but I had this moment where I was literally like look talking kind of talking to myself in the third person that look man if you don't do this you'll just die yeah (laughs) you'll just you'll go oh well maybe it's not that important and you'll lie to yourself again for another year or five and you'll just die yeah so I thought well then I may as well die on my own terms I love it. Mm. This is how I think yeah. to myself. Well, that's kind of what happened for me with teaching. I got to the end of four years teaching, and the thing is, the year one... Yeah. <laughs> well, sure, yeah. It's so hard. And year two is way better, mm. but it's still hard. Sure. And year three, again, like, it keeps getting easier. At the end of year four, I was like, you know what? I think I kind of get teaching. Yeah, right. And it was proved in that year five was, like, the best I'd ever done. I, like, mm. I, I was handling it. I, mm. I did it really, really well. Sure. Um, and, I mean, I... 
I know I'm saying that, and my principal isn't here to give to you know, his, two, his two cents, but I think he would agree that um, that I did pretty well that sure. year. Sure. And even then, at the end of year four, I was looking at it, and I was I was just kind of sitting there going, "Oh my gosh." Yeah. This is just so not what I want. <laughs> yeah. And um, you can be really good at it and at a thing and not like it. I, well, we've talked about the Andre mm. Agassi story, right? Like, yeah. This is one of my favorites that this was a guy who was, I think, an eight-time Grand Slam winner. Yeah. And in his biography that came out after he retired, he admitted that he hated tennis. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I didn't know that no one knew that till after he retired. Yeah. Well, I mean, why would he hate tennis? You know, he's, he was the world number one at some point. He made millions of dollars out of it. All this kind of stuff. Yeah. And yet, you sure. can be very good. And this is, again, partly why I thought this episode would be great to hear. Because I'm sure there will be someone listening who is really good at what they do. Yeah. And everyone else tells them that they're really good at what they do. And therefore should continue. But mm. like the three of us, and yeah. I'm sure many others again, you just... Yeah. And, and sorry, the one thing too, yeah. before I forget to say this as well, yep. is that we've touched on it a little bit as well, but this idea of energy being, a cl being like a clue. Right. I feel like that was a powerful discovery for me to make, was that in terms of, when I was in the place, say, where you were, Marcus, where mm -hmm. I was like, okay, but what do I actually want? And I didn't have the answer to that. Yeah. At that point, one thing that I found very helpful was to start to say, well, pay attention to when you do and don't have energy. Yeah. And follow that. Yeah, and that's a that's a great move. I mean, whether or not tennis ever gave uh, Andre Agassi any any energy, mm. I don't know. Unfortunately, it did take him however long to come to that mm. that point where he realized, you know, I I actually I'm done. Mm. You know, and uh, whether he finally hit that point of you know this is the amount of success I was looking for, I don't know. I was sitting at the end of my four years that I was talking about before, yeah. looking going okay. I kind of get life. I know how to pay the bills. I know how to teach. I know mm. how to do it. The following things. Is this what I want the next 20 to 25 years to look like? Wow. Mm. And I realized, no, I don't. Cool. So what's the thing that I want? Mm. What do I like? Mm. Oh my gosh. I'm <coughs> years old and I don't even know the yeah. answer to that question. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, you coughed in. How old were you? Again? I missed it too. Yeah, don't worry. Right. You know, we'll get it in post. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but I started realizing that none of my life had really included a class that told you it was okay to pursue those things sure it's okay to chase that because all of society is a man-made mm. construct mm. Right. right so you can make something else mm. and maybe it's not a part of that society yet mm. yet well i wondered with with that kind of thing that the balance of it being that we're a we're a social species yo yeah right and finding that balance between what you as the individual want to pursue and how we as, cause I am both an individual and society as people who have not met me, I'm society. Hmm. Uh, and so when I well, hear I a story, <laughs> right. So when I hear a story of somebody looking to do that, that kind of thing, like that's the, that's the tension that I think I want to try and figure out as well. Sure. And, and for, for all of us, there are expectations that we have that, of, of what other people believe we believe mm. and mm -hmm. how we encourage one another and support one another. And mm. what would you then say to somebody who was listening to this and thinking about making that kind of change? 
<laughs> um, I guess uh, it, it feels hard to give advice like do this and it yeah. will be, yeah. you know, like the, you, you got to weigh it up. Yeah. I mean the, um, yeah, exactly. Like the pat answer would be yeah, do it, and we, we do could, it. Yeah. And that's <laughs> great. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everyone's I situation is different. Like, just kind of going into the financial side. I mean, we, we can just say this is what we've done. Yeah, it's yeah. worked really great so far. We've only we we have to give ourselves grace because we've only in our first year. Yeah. Like, we've only done one year of it, so we can, mm. um, you know, very well say, oh, you know, when we're not making as much money or whatever. But it's only been one year, and we've actually done fine. Like, we've right in, in this year, we've bought a new car, we've moved house. Sure. Um, we're actually living in a way nicer house. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, like, I mean, there's certain decisions that we make in terms of making it financially viable. Obviously, it probably helps that we don't have kids. Yeah. Um, you know, you kind of respect to people that, that are... It'd be impossible if... No, not at all. Kids. Like, just huge respect to people that are that would be making that kind of decision with kids or especially mm, a single yeah. parents, it would take a, a lot more. Well, I would say yes and no if I was jumping quickly on that point. Um, there's an episode of the show that uh, where I spoke to uh, a mutual friend of ours, Neva, who has oh, a, cool. a cake yeah, um, yeah. cake making business, yeah. which is such an understated way of describing what she does. Oh She's a gosh, creative genius. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but I remember speaking to her about this and saying with her desire to start this this business up, and similar thing, like you'd said, oh, I'd wanted to do it for years, and then there was this, and then there was mm-hmm. that. And I mean, in her case, she's got four kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all really like low key, placid kids as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. Super like chill. Like, I used to board at that house, dude. Yeah, right, right. Me. Oh my gosh. And that's that sarcasm, when there everybody. Was only three. So, Oof. all to say, though, I said to her, though, when she finally made that change, um, like, what, you know, had anything really changed before you made that, that mm. switch? And she said, no. Not really. Yeah. Like you just kind of make it work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to for your situation. Like, but I mean, just what I was gonna say before, just about financial decisions. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we live with four other people, so because sure. like that decision alone mm. takes our living expenses because it's you know combined like down yeah. a, a bunch than if we yeah. were in a place just by so ourselves. Weekly rent is yeah. a fraction of what it would be in this house. If yeah, it was just and us. we get mm. way more space. So we can yeah. have like, you know, functions and things in our house, which is just fun. Mm. Um, we share a car that saves a several grand a year. Yeah. So those, we actually yeah, did those, the math those two that. are probably the right. biggest, yeah. the biggest decisions in terms yeah. of saving money financially. Yeah. But yeah, sure. I mean, we, we just kind of make decisions as we need to. I mean, we, it probably helps that we actually work from home so mm. we don't have to spend a lot of money petrol necessarily yeah. or transport. I mean, mm. So we, we, I think, live reasonably cheap. Like our outgoings oh, sure. are pretty Yeah, which pretty is not good. to say we live we, on rice and beans. No. Yeah. But, um, and I have been in a position when I had to do that. Sure. Right? That, not this year, yeah. you know, but this is, I'm talking years and years ago, but yeah. I, I know what that is, mm. right? And mm. we, are, we are no no shade of yeah. poverty no. by comparison but we don't go out for dinner every weekend yeah. actually well i, I often get <laughs> yeah. the good that. thing about that yeah. about gigging is that often i'll get free meals so it's kind right. of like yeah they give her a tap. we definitely don't feel like we're living in poverty sure. <laughs> yeah, right but right. Yeah. just kind of making decisions that work really well for us like we've spoken mm. to a lot of people that wouldn't want to live with other people but works mm. really well for us yeah we so like it's got to work for you but i think that's the point hey eh? so it's it's 
It's more of a follow your dreams, but remember that gravity works. Right. You know, just be yeah. smart about it. You yeah. Know, there's the there's the following things that are absolutes that must be done. Mm. Okay. So following your dreams, how are you going to make those get done? Mm. Tell you what, I, I read something very recently as well that that impacted my outlook on this as well, and it sounds like it lines up with what you've you've done. Is that in life there is there are things that are and talk about them being asymmetrical, and in other words, the the downside. Is potentially kind of small, mm. but the payoff can be huge. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> right? Mm. And there are things that are the other way around as well, where the benefit is small mm. and the downside is massive. Yeah. So mm. I, I would apply that to, again, like you being stuck in a, a job that maybe you don't enjoy. Some people who love safety and predictability, by the way, and this is not, again, oh, sure. for you guys listening as well, to say that you've all got to choose this bohemian artistic life. <laughs> uh, there are Dude, people who love, no, like, people who I, I see, every time I see my accountant, I tell her that people like her make people like me possible. Yeah. Like, she loves yeah. it. I'm like, that's cool, man. Like, I'm, I'm on board with that. Um, <laughs> but just that, you know, for, for, say, the three of us, the upside of us doing a regular, air quotes, regular job, the upside from our perspective is small. Yeah. And the downside to get to the end of your life and realize you haven't done the things that you want to do is massive. Mm. Yeah. Well, right? I got to a point uh, where I realized, look, the, the upside is kind of the paycheck. Yeah. But they could triple my salary and it wouldn't be enough. Yeah. Like mm. I, I mm. wouldn't care. And in terms of, even in terms of I could buy three new cars, new cars, you know, sure. if, I, if I wanted to doing that. But sure. it's just like, well, that, so what? Yeah. So I'd have all of these things, but what did, what would my life look like? And for some people, they go, ooh, look at my life. Because <laughs> I've got my new cars and stuff, but I didn't like the look of it. It's just me. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of um, research to suggest as well that people who pursue those things as the ultimate measures of how their lives are doing aren't actually that much happier for it either. Because, mm. you know, as soon as you get a new car, then they come up with a new model. Yeah. Um, but to complete that thought on the Dang asymmetry side just... of things, yeah, that, you know, for you guys on the other side of it, the, the downsides for you guys choosing what you've chosen um, is that there are some there. There are some, you know, some costs to your overall standard of living on the one hand that sure. you would say, well, you're not going to earn as much and maybe you can't travel as much or whatever. Potentially, yeah. mm. I'm saying at the start of this <laughs> yeah. thing because I know yeah. I know this actually worked out really well for you. Yeah. But yeah. the the point being that there are potentially small downsides, but a really big upside. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when I look at this, I feel like that's kind of the lesson that I'm looking to take as well. Is that what you want to do is make sure that you're not making a choice. If you're going to make this change for yourself, um, if I can step into this kind of mode for a second, that what you want to look to do is what are the choices that you can make that if it doesn't work. The downside's going to be relatively small. Yeah. Um, to compare with another example, say if someone wants to start a business, uh, one option you could do is to borrow a whole bunch of money. Sure. But the downside on that can be huge. So maybe you don't want to do that as a first step. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So mm -hmm. I, it's just my way of Picking saying battles. that if, if you're looking at that choice you want to make for yourself, mm. this is what I've looked to do for myself. So well, what are some things that I can do that if it doesn't work... Mm. Yeah, there'll be a downside, but it's not going to wipe me out. Like, sure. it's not going to be game over. Mm. Well, some people are also trying to hold on to certain aspects of what they've got. For example, like like I said, we loved hanging out with the kids. Yeah, like, right. That was, that was yeah. major, mm. but that was part of the job, right? Sure. And so one of the things we thought was, and this was actually mm. a discussion we had, is, my gosh, you know, what, what are we going to do, though, about hanging out with the kids and seeing them? I guess we'll still see some of them at church and, uh, you know, things like that. And, you know, a lot of these kids have grown up with us. Yeah, right. And so... We actually haven't lost that. Yeah. We we were able to hold on to that. It's just not yeah. part of the job anymore. Yeah. You we, can't, we you can't hold on to it with 200 times. kids. Because I, I literally yeah. talk about 200 kids <laughs> yeah. every right. week. But the, we're talking about like teaching 
at the school that was part of the church. It wasn't just mm, like, you know, mm. teaching at a school that's completely separate for your life. Sure. It was yeah, very right. kind of intertwined right. in our life. So, yeah, yeah, just being able to hang out with the kids actually separate from school. Mm. That was we've, invited, we've had amazing like realization. several we nights where that. we just invited people over for a movie or whatever. And yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that's where the clarity too about what what do you want, what don't you want yeah. can come out, right? Because like you mentioned, sometimes you make these choices and realize, well, actually, I don't have to say goodbye to all this stuff. I wonder if I can keep this bit mm-hmm. and get rid of that of bit. the bit I want. Yeah. yeah. May yeah. not look the same. <laughs> One um, comment that kind of stuck with me when we were chatting to people about our decision to leave teaching was that why not just try it hmm. and then you'll know. Yeah. And you can come back. Yeah. Um, like if, which is, you know, when, when people kind of say that now, it, it kind of irks me because it's right. like, well, no, we're not going back. This is what we want to do. Yeah. But at the time it was, it was like, what, there's no harm. There's no shame in going out and trying the thing that mm. you want to do. Mm. It's not the end of the world. If you realize actually that thing that I was doing, yeah. that is what I've sure. actually always wanted to do and for all of my life. people who've done that. Yeah. They tried something and went, ooh, yeah. whoa, actually. Mm. I liked that other thing, and they but go then, back to it. But then you know. Yeah. yeah. Then, then you, you know. know. You've tried it. You're yeah. not kind of eternally wondering, yeah. oh, my gosh, is this actually what I want to do? Mm. What isn't it? I might do it. You know? Mm. Just giving I, it a go. I heard a thought, actually, that I, I shared with another friend just the other day that you'll probably appreciate along those lines, that was we've all heard that line that says, you know, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? What would you do if you yeah. just knew you couldn't mm. possibly fail? Like, eh, it's all right as a thing, but it's also unrealistic. Um, and the twist that I heard on it, which I actually think is better and lines up with what you've said is that not so much, what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Is it, what would you do that even if you failed, it would have been worth trying? Yeah. Mm. Good. That's better. Yeah. I remember I was talking to, um, good line making. Yeah, definitely. I remember I was talking to somebody, um, before Joe and I decided to make the final call of, yep, we, we're going to resign. We're going to go mm. into these things. And, um, this is someone who speaks into my life on a reasonably regular basis for, for major things and, and knows me well. Mm. And uh, he said to me, look, in, in several cases, I tell, you know, when, when I've had people who've, uh, who've asked this kind of question before, he, he said, look, you know, why don't, why don't you try it? Like what Joe said. And certainly people, when they say that, they mean it comfortingly and such. Mm. But in, in a rare handful of cases, there's people that, it's just, if you don't try it, you're going to explode. Uh-huh. Come on. Right? Mm-hmm. You, you need to do this because some people have this thing that they love doing, but really, you know what? They can be an accountant for 30 years and then they can, you know, if they love paint, they might love painting, yeah. but they end up just whitewashing mailboxes when they're 60 and they just kind of, that's yeah. great. Yeah. And well, they, they love paint it. on the weekends and yeah. that's all they need. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. get a teacup every week and, and paint that, you know, do, <laughs> yeah, do right. something. Right, and, right. And, and it fulfills that creative urge in them. But yeah. there's other people who live inside out compared to that. Right, yeah. <laughs> and for them... If they don't have their teacups that they're painting, yeah, they get stabby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Marcus yeah. was stabbing me all the time. Yeah, you got better though. <laughs> Turned yeah. me into a newt. Yeah, mm. guys, this is really cool. And I'm um, from from Thanks, a, a friend who's had the third person perspective on all this too. It's it's been really cool to see, um, just people prepared to take a chance with that. And so it was why I wanted to, to have you guys on the show. So thank Give you. Um, now the book's not going to be out for a little while yet, so I don't know if there's mm. a way that people can track you yet, Marcus. Sure. But um, Joe, if people oh, want to book, book you, I'm like you're writing a book. 
yeah, <laughs> uh, or other stuff. Um, but for your gigging and such, Joe, if people want to book you or follow you, or which do they whatever, do, yeah, mm. how do they do that? Um, JoanneSlagle.com is the easiest. Mm-hmm. Spell um, Slagle. And from uh, Slagle, S L A G E L. Like bagel. Thanks with for that a, surname, yeah. Marcus. My like fault. bagel with a slur. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that, that's probably the easiest one, and then you can find my Instagram and Facebook and all that from there. Okay, all right. Well, that is Marcus and Joe. So I now look forward to hearing from you, my dear listener. Uh, what are you going to do with this here? Mm. I'd love to know how this has prompted some thoughts in you, maybe just some questions or those emotions that you have been avoiding or pretending that you're not having or yeah. whatever. Um, you might love your life the way that it is. There might just be a few things you want to change. Um, or you might, like even now, hear the siren of impending doom closing <laughs> in upon you. you got to make the environment work for you, I guys. Know, right? uh, either way, I'd love Good to hear from you. You can get in touch with me uh, via the Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Show. That'll also link you to the episodes we've done in the past. Or yeah. you can email me, theandrewcurtisshow at gmail.com. Happy New Year, and thanks for listening. Shall we sing the Andrew Curtis song? Go. Andrew, Andrew Curtis. Andrew Curtis. No, let's not do that. Ah. Doesn't make me look very good. <laughs> Don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years. I'm